Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, June 28th. June is Pride Month and today we continue our quest to shine the spotlight on organizations in the city that are making a difference in the LGBTQ plus community. This time out we're learning about Skipping Stone. It's a resource that focuses on trans and gender diverse youth and their families. Love it or hate it, it's a hot one out there. Aside from being somewhat uncomfortable, what are the health risks we need to know about when it comes to extreme heat? We discuss with Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. Next, it's Motivational Monday, a chance to hear from authors, speakers, business leaders, offering up their advice to live your best life and spark your personal motivation to help you reach your goals. Today, we hear the words of Corey Poirier, who's a Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author. And finally, it's a chance to... To meet the new guy, we get to know Ted Henley, the new host of The Drive, right here on 770 CHQR. From his extensive background in the news industry here in Calgary to his out-of-this-world passion, space exploration. Well, as Pride Month continues, we're introducing to you some of the organizations doing really important work for the LGBTQ plus folks here in our province. And today we're talking about Skipping Stone, which is a one of a kind, nationally recognized agency that connects trans and gender diverse youth, adults and families with the support that they need and deserve. And joining us now is executive director and co-founder of Skipping Stone, Lindsay Peace. Good morning, Lindsay. Thanks for being here. Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me. So it's nice to be here. It's great to have you. This organization, I mean, you've only been around for, is I think it's about five years now, but the work you're doing, amazing. Do you know, do you have stats, how many families and individuals you've helped just really even in this past year? Yeah, um, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing, which um, I think is super exciting. Um, but this, we're having about now since, the peak of COVID or the peak of our performance. Sorry, folks, it's Monday morning. (laughs) Um, But we're now um, about 120 new clients a month. Um, Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty staggering. And Lindsay, I understand with Skipping Stone, one of the main focuses in one of the main areas that you folks try to dig down in is helping the younger people out there, the youth and, and the teens. Tell us about that focus. Well, I think, like, first and foremost, it's just that's near and dear to me because that's where Skipping Stone came from was um, my journey with my son, Ace, him coming out. Um, But we still see that, you know, eight in ten trans youth still report, like, not having a single adult in their lives to talk to. Um, And just when you have that, the difference that that will make in somebody's journey. um, And I just, I, I saw what happened to my son Ace, or, you know, when he found his voice, when he was able to walk through this world as itself. Um, And I just think what a wonderful place this world would be if all kids got to do that. Mm -hmm. So true. So that's how Skipping Stone started. How has it evolved over the years then? Um, I think really like we're talking about just growth has been astronomical since we started. Um, And it's just, I think as we start to normalize these conversations, as we start to provide language for, you know, what's happening for families, for their kids when they see them struggling, um, I think that people are able to connect to resources quicker, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people are just less afraid now. The fear part of it, is that why... Mm -hmm. 
It's listed as being you know difficult or challenging for LGBTQ plus uh, members to access things like healthcare, education, and social services. I think for absolutely right, and I and I think like this, you know, having these conversations during Pride Month is amazing, but we have to keep having them, um, you know. And I think there's a lot of people that think, oh, we legalize you know, gay marriage, which is still marriage, um, you know, and we're okay. And it's like, but we're not, mm-hmm. we're not there yet. Right. Um, and you know, perhaps the G is okay. Um, but for the T, especially yeah. when we're talking about the LGBTQ2S plus communities, right. The, the most marginalized people, um, there's still a lot of discrimination, um, that exists. And, and, and I do, I think it's all fear, um, and, and that's why I think this work is so important and why these conversations are so important. So agree. So organizations like Skipping Stone out there to help, but what can the rest of us, what can everybody do to be better and to help, you know, kids grow and thrive? I think it's this, right? Like having a parent or a kid listening to the radio this morning and having people talk about it. I think talking, asking questions. We're so afraid of making mistakes today, right? I think so it's like cancel culture. I think it's being brave to make mistakes. I think it's intentionally trying to create affirming spaces. Um, and we see, like, especially with our clients, um, that unless they're explicitly told that they're welcome, the assumption is that they're not. And so I think, you know, just having stickers, that, that may seem really trivial trivial but you know that says to somebody they'll see me Lindsay you mentioned earlier your personal journey and and how this started with your son so I'm assuming back then you you didn't find the resources that you required or you saw that there was a need I'm wondering as you move into 2021 how does Alberta compare or maybe even specifically Calgary with the resources available compared to maybe other provinces well, I, I think there's been a lot of work being done by a lot of different organizations and people, and I, I'm certainly less cranky than I used <laughs> to be. Um, I, I think that we're seeing, um, you know, improvements. We're seeing um, better access to surgery. We're seeing better access to trans-affirming doctors. Um, and I think it's just, it's slow and you know, sometimes it's not happening fast enough, but I, I think Alberta's getting there. And I think, you know, five years ago, I would have said we're nowhere near where we need to be. And I still think we need to keep doing this. But, um, yeah, I, I think for a really conservative province, um, I think people have a lot of grit and determination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, we're getting there. The brave ones that, you know, that stand up and, and speak out and, and, and really sort of are really leading the charge and helping people understand and, and realizing that, hey, everybody, we're all in this kind of in this world together, yeah. not just the pandemic, but everything. So what about obviously, you know, the, the young kids can get involved and, and reach out to Skipping Stone. What about parents? We talked about that just a couple of seconds ago, but a parent who isn't quite sure what's going on, doesn't really understand or know where to turn, can they go to Skipping Stone as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, really like trying to keep families and natural supports together. That's like our whole focus, right? And quite often we'll say to parents, like, let us help you so you can help your kids. Yeah, I want to ask you this because this is an interesting thing. Just got a text in from Kent and, uh, you know, 
And Sue was saying, you know, how can we help? And you know, we can listen. Kent is saying, how can I help with Skipping Stone? So I'm wondering if somebody in the public, you know, might have some extra time or resources. Can can somebody uh, become an ally with the organization and, and uh, you know, do their part? Can they help out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I look forward to being able to go, you know, out into the community and have, you know, booths and, you know, be able to see and greet and talk about this. But we have volunteer opportunities all of the time, whether or not that's, you know, um, being at an event and, you know, just talking about this or volunteering your time to help drive somebody to their doctor's appointments if they're nervous, to, you know, um, there's all sorts of ways that we can we can do, and we have to do this together and support each other. There are so many people who, who don't have that yeah. support in their lives. So that that's huge for someone like Kent yeah. to actually say they wanted to reach out. So thank you yeah. so much for Please. all that you do, Lindsay, and, and thanks for oh, joining thank us. Thank you, folks. Appreciate okay. it very much. Have a great day. You too. That's Lindsay Peace, executive director and co-founder of Skipping Stone. It's skippingstone.ca. Seven nineteen mornings with Sue and Andy. Some love it, uh, some not so much. The extreme heat we've been witness to over the past couple of days can be paradise for many and for others less than enjoyable. But what about the effect hot weather can actually have on your health? With details, we're joined by Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. Good morning to you, Dr. J. Good morning. Well, you know, for those people who love it, they're saying, hey, don't turn it down. Other people, they might be struggling. What are some ways that the hot weather can actually be harmful to our health? Well, we, we, all, we all know about sunburn. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you get too much sun, you burn your skin, and that's sort of universal. The next step up can be cramps, where we get a change in our what we call electrolytes, and you cramp up. Much worse, heat exhaustion. Where actually you overheat, you oversweat, and actually your blood pressure gets affected, your pulse, um, all kinds of things. Uh, and then there's heat stroke, where literally you have a cardiovascular event, and this is life-threatening. Now, rarely we see heat to stroke, but in any given heat wave, uh, sometimes in the States where they get even more extreme, or Canada, we will see deaths related to heat stroke. Dr. J, we always hear, you know, it's so hot, you need to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So yeah. should we be drinking just water? Should we be drinking an electrolyte drink, a combo of both? What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, so just water sometimes is not good enough. Uh, be careful, though, with choice, right? Because uh, something like Gatorade uh, can be okay, but it's actually got more sugar than electrolytes. So sometimes you're really loading oh. up on more sugar. And salt, too, My right? own homemade version of this, if you want to hear that, is one liter of water, one liter of orange juice, just normal orange juice, one teaspoon of salt, table salt. Okay. So what you're getting there is sodium, potassium, uh, a little bit of sugar, uh, and, and water. Uh, and that, that kind of combination is good. So, yes, a rehydration formula is the best, but you can alternate it with pure water also. And that was a tablespoon or a teaspoon of salt? I'm sorry. Teaspoon. Teaspoon. Okay, good, good. Right, which is not a lot, no, but no. it's enough because that's the problem when water doesn't have is sodium and potassium. What you lose when you sweat is sodium yes. and potassium. So it's important to get the, that combination in. Uh, since about Friday, I think a lot of us are moving a little more slowly. Yeah. We're, we're feeling a little tired. So I'm wondering, you know, the heat can uh, kind of take the wind out of our sails. At what point do you say, whoa, 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 this is starting to have an effect on me. I better go and find shade. I better, you know, uh, you know take some action. What, what should we look yeah, for? Yeah, I think this is when, when you start getting uh, symptoms of more dizziness, headache, nausea, 
If you see somebody very confused in the heat, that's a very bad sign. Now we're moving into that, that stroke. But to be honest, common sense rules the day here. If it is really hot, then you do need to cool down at times. You need to pace yourself. You need to find air conditioning. I'm not a, personally a big air conditioning fan, but this is a place where it's really, really helpful. Just going even in a, a cooler place without, uh, say, a breeze might not be good enough. You may actually have to go indoors and cool down. Go hang out at the mall. I know we've kind of been avoiding the malls, but it's good air conditioning. Any other products that you can think of off the top of your head that are kind of good that we might have that are easily accessible, not too expensive kind of thing that might be helpful? Uh, well, I come back to the sunscreen. Yeah. You know, something that's, uh, you know, so even though sunburn isn't the issue, uh, even getting overheated skin or very reddened skin actually aggravates heat stroke and heat exhaustion. So just plain old sunscreen, any kind, can be actually a real deterrent and we i think we uh forget that a little bit um but in the rehydration formulas uh you know gatorade still is probably cheap um or or an equivalent of gatorade and if you uh you can dilute it down Mm -hmm. either mix it like take it uh, one straight uh gatorade in one water or mix and you can dilute out gatorade half and half and sometimes that's also a good strategy some great tips thank you so much and try to keep cool dr j Oh, I will be. <laughs> Dr. J is cool already. He's already yeah, he I know that. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you so much. Have a great <laughs> okay, Monday. Okay, you betcha. That's Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. Poirier has been referred to as the modern-day Napoleon Hill. He is a self-help guru himself and a motivational speaker, and he is the perfect guest for us to bring to you on Motivational Mondays. Good morning, Corey. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks so much, Lou and Andy. So great to be here. Pleasure to have you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, Corey. Well, I, you know, I'll just give you the short version, but I, I grew up in a small town, raised by a single mother, barely graduated high school, wasn't told I was likely to succeed, didn't read a book until age 27. But when I read my first book at age 28, everything changed. And that started a career as a professional paid speaker and a writer and a podcaster. So that's kind of what my life looked like today. Let's talk about, you know, the comparison, modern day Napoleon Hill. What, what is it about you that attracts you to people and their stories and what they can, you know, uh, impart on us? Well, the truth is I got kind of happy accident it into it. I, I didn't expect to go down that path, but I actually launched a newspaper when I was uh, 18 years of age, started interviewing people and became obsessed with it. And then I started realizing the, the more people I interviewed and especially people that were perhaps working with companies all across the world, the more I could learn to share with others. And it was actually changing my life. Like what I was learning and applying was changing my life. And then I started sharing it with others and it started changing their lives. So that's probably what happened. I became obsessed with the interviewing but what I was learning was changing lives, and I was getting results, so it made me want to share it more and more. All right, let's change some lives, shall we? You have interview, interviewed so many of the world's top leaders and achievers, Corey. So give us three top tips that come to mind for you that you can help with our listeners to, to motivate them and, and maybe change their lives ultimately. Well, the first one is one I learned uh, actually from my mother. She was going for cancer treatments, and the doctor finally gave her a prescription. She came out to the car. I was in the car. She opened the prescription and it said, don't watch and read the negative news. You know, so when the negative news comes on, don't watch or read that, turn it off. And she didn't know what that meant. So she asked him on the next visit and he said he noticed that people that didn't do that had a better success rate against cancer. And I mean, the good news story is that my mother has been cancer free for a number of years. Uh, So what I considered that or called that was a news detox. 
So the first tip I would give people is to consider taking a news detox. And when I say this, I want to clarify a meaning the negative news that we read and see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there can be a lot of it, and it's not just uh, on TV and radio. It's online now as well. So So true. uh, That's a great point. Let's uh, flip to number two, and this is interesting to me, Corey, because I think when we want to have a positive impact on our own lives, we look within. Uh, But you're saying that we should look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's a great quote. It's been attributed to many people, but the quote is, Uh, The only difference between the you of today and the you of five years time will be the books that you read and the people that you surround yourself with. So I'm always conscious of what I'm feeding my mind. But the other part of that is who are we spending our time with? And I feel like sometimes people don't realize when they're in a funk or they're having a hard time or they're down that it could be the people that are in their lives, the associations. So what I did a number of years ago when I was struggling with this is I did actually on a flip chart. I put down the names of the people I was spending the most time with. And I put a plus sign beside the ones that were adding positive energy to my life and bring a positive energy and minus or negative to the people that were bringing negative energy. At that time, I found that I was being surrounded by about 80% negative. And I basically had to start making changes. And once I made those changes, I essentially saw the cloud lift. And so I often tell people, take an inventory of who you're spending the most time with because it may be having a bigger impact on your life than you realize. That's fascinating. Cleaning house, right? I mean, you know, we do it. We think that just being within our four walls and under our roof, but there's far more to it than that. 100%. Let's talk about your third tip. I love this. It doesn't matter how well educated you are because lifelong learners are leaders. That's what you say, correct? Yeah, there's a great quote by the late Zig Ziglar, and he said something to the effect of, uh, you can finish your formal school, and it may even be easy, but you can never finish your lifelong education, and it's seldom easy. And so what I feel to me that means is that we need to never stop learning. And what we see is people that, you know, my grandfather only finished grade three, but he certainly never stopped learning. And what we see is the lifelong learners of yesterday could be 100 years ago, they would have massive personal libraries, even if they only finished grade three. And uh, I, you know, I, I shared that we went to Concord, Massachusetts, where Ralph Waldo Emerson was, and we looked at his personal library in his house, and it was bigger than the local public library. I think a lot of leaders figured this out years ago, and it's no different now. I interviewed people that are, yesterday I interviewed the legendary Les Brown, who's 76. And he's still going out and learning. He'll, he's still signing up for programs and still feeding his mind. So one of the things that I learned, again, uh, about lifelong learners is they realize the importance of lifelong learning, not just learning when they're in school. I'm wondering, you know, from your beginnings, and you mentioned the newspaper and doing the interview process, Corey, you find out some great info from these people. It helps you change your life. But I'm wondering about how much that process has changed with the Internet, because back then you would have had to just pick up the phone or meet these people in person. But has that been a bonus? for getting people motivated and changing lives, having the online world? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's so different now, and everything's at our fingertips. I mean, I would say it's, it's, it's different in two ways. In one way, you could say the bad is we're overwhelmed now. There's a, a person I interviewed, and she has a book called Infobesity because we're bombarded with so much information. And I feel we're in an information-heavy, wisdom-light society at times where we get so much information, but how do you find that wisdom? So on one hand, I would say it's amazing because we have access to so much information. On the other hand, I would say it's challenging because now what do we really basically say, this is where I'm going to learn the stuff from? How do we decide what is a good source for us to learn it from? So what I would say to that is it's great as long as you figure out who are your sources, who are the people that you trust to get you that wisdom and go to those sources over and over. Don't get bogged down in the five pages, 10 hours of searching online to find, sit through information just to find one nugget of wisdom. So I think it's great. 
But I also think we have to be careful that we're not just losing so much time because it's so easy to get caught up in, again, that infobesity type thing. Corey, you've got so many sources for us to get inspiration from. We can order our copy of your international best-selling book of why and how. You've got a top-rated speaking podcast called For the Love of Speaking. You've got a bunch of TED Talks out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your perspective this morning. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. That is Corey Poirier, motivational speaker. You can find out more at thatspeakerguy.com. Wow, just incredible. And, and Motivational Monday, we did it on a Monday because there's an M in both of them. <laughs> it but worked. What a great opportunity to, to, do, to be uplifting on a Monday morning. And maybe, and I said this to our friends at Global TV when I talked to them this morning and said this is coming up. I said, mm-hmm. it might not change your life in a four or five minute segment. But, but if, if it, it sparks that change in you or it gives you that little bit of a nudge. Sure. So if, if you have any uh, great guest ideas and they don't have to be international or best-selling authors like Corey there, you can always send us a text or somebody who's changed your life, mm-hmm. 403-974-8255. And maybe it's one of your favorite authors. We'll dig and try to get them on the program. Eight twelve mornings with Sue and Andy and Sue. I was super excited about this morning at eight oh nine because we get to meet the new host. I know of the drive. I'm pumped about it too. Kicking off at three p.m. today. You can listen three to six. And I'm like, okay, this is great. We get to do a huge reveal. Then I'm watching Global on the weekend, the the morning <laughs> edition, yeah. and I see a little picture pop up. They have the different pictures. I know. I thought we were making a big announcement today. And then someone said, oh, yeah, Jock already talked about it on Friday. Why are we last? Ted Henley. Hello. Here he is. Hello. You guys guys are hoping to be the big reveal. nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, Ted, it's interesting. We've we've heard you on these airwaves uh, doing some some backfill, you know, over the past couple of months here and there. But uh, people, so they might know you from that. But bigger than this. Uh, they might not know you as a host until today from 3 to 6, but they know who you are. So give us your background because people have seen and heard My you background. for years. Well, you're, you're really is, old. Who is Ted Henley? I am, I'm really old, first <laughs> of all. That's one part of Ted Henley. Number two is I've been creeping on Andrew Schultz for two decades plus now. It's kind of a weird coincidence. Yes. So, okay, go way back now to 1999. We started, uh, sorry, I started at Calgary 7 TV, yeah. which turned into Global TV. Right. And then Andy came on board and we were doing weekends together. Together. Yes. And then I went to work for a different TV station. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Andy came there. Yeah. And then I went to work for radio, but Andy stayed on TV. But then I came back to TV. And now Andy came here. And now I'm here. Technically, it sounds like Andy's been riding your coattails for oh, years. There's always somebody. <laughs> That's what's happening? There's always somebody. But, you know, it's, it's interesting because you, cal- you call Calgary your home. Yes. Uh, you may have grown up in Toronto, but uh, you, you could have been anywhere in the, in the nation. Why Calgary? Why, why do you love it here? Well, because I came here and I fell in love instantly. To be honest with you, I mean, because I, you know, started working in, in in media in Toronto at TSN many many years ago, working for it was then called Sports Desk, not Sports Center, right. and um, uh, and then eventually took a gig in Saskatoon, switching to news from Sports to News, then Regina, and then came to Calgary to Calgary Seven, like we were talking about. And fell in love instantly. All four of my kids have been born here. I've been living here since '99. Our boss, John Voss. I met him day three on the job, if you can believe it. Yeah, covering the big hub oil explosion and fire for Calgary 7 back then. And um, long story short, fast forward, John said, hey, do you want to do some backfill on the drive and guest host for a couple of weeks? I said, sure, and here we are. 
not bad at all. Okay, yeah. so a quick question, and that is, you're from Toronto. Do I have a no, fellow? You do not. Leaf fan. Okay, so okay. this this is always my line because people are like, "Oh, you went to <laughs> went high downhill school really quickly." Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, Sue. Oh, um, but every, everyone asks me. <laughs> everyone asks me because I went to high school and university in Toronto, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, well, you got to be a Leafs fan because you know Doug Gilmore in in '93 and, and or '90 whatever." And I'm like, "Absolutely not." You're they're like, not "Why it. aren't you a Leafs fan?" I said, "Because I've been alive for 51 years, and the yeah. Leafs have done nothing." Nothing. <laughs> no. Nothing. Not a thing. Okay, so, you hear so who do you cheer for? <laughs> you know who then. I cheer for? The who? Flames. Okay, of good. Because if you said Edmonton, you'd of be course. like really. No, 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 no. We okay, don't. That's no, a good thing. no, no. What are you going to do on this drive show, Ted? Like, what do you? What's your aim? What's your goal? What do you want to achieve? What are you going to do in life, <laughs> Ted? Wow. <laughs> I don't know which question to answer. <laughs> when first. you grow up, <laughs> when I grow up, I want to learn something every day, like I did when I was in kindergarten. That that's that's, that's awesome. That's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. To be honest with. With you. I'm a big geek that way. I mean, if I learn something every day, it's a good day. That's me, and that's what I hope to do on the drive. Of course, we're going to talk about everything Calgary, uh, everything that's current, everything that's happening, but there's always a new twist, a new angle on it, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, I want to hear from people and their thoughts about it. Much like your show, the text line is always lit up, which is fantastic. The phone calls are fantastic to hear what people think about maybe the event center or the mayor or city council or the fact that, you know what, there's a huge pothole in the middle of their street. All of those issues are important to me, just like it is for every one. Yeah. And and that's me in a nutshell. Plus family guy, hockey coach, you know, I'm Lego. Kinda, I hear you like Lego. I love Lego. Outer space. I love outer space. I love eggs. <laughs> he does love eggs. I, I forgot oh, about that. I eat eggs every day. Every day. Andy was giving me some of the inside He's the scoop egg man. on you. Yeah, I know exactly. I also love Ron Burgundy and Anchorman yes, the movies. Oh, I'm also God. an 80s movie nut. Wow. Like so much so that I'm kind of like this is kind of coming coming to Global News Radio 770 CHQR is back to the future for me. It really is. You know, started here in the city on Global. Here here I am, back. Welcome back to the family, Ted. Well, and we got you up early today, uh, but we'll be hearing you today at 3 p.m. 3 o'clock, 3 to 6. Ted Henley, the new host of The Drive here on 770 CHQR, 3 till 6 every weekday. Welcome to the family, Thank you. Break a leg. Well, not really, because no, do you're now in the shop and we need you here. Uh, <laughs> don't call so much in sick. Listening at 3 o'clock. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.